What's up, guys? Welcome to Triple Threat Talks. I'm Chris, and tonight is True Crime Tuesday. Coming at you every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Jen. I'm going to be your host for tonight. And tonight's case is fucked. You the music. And just like every True Crime Tuesday, it comes with some trigger warnings and just some general reminders for you that opinions are opinions. Our opinions are going to be shared. You are going to develop opinions. That is okay. Facts are facts. We will deliver the facts to you as they come to us through our research. And everything else is alleged. Do not send hate to anyone or anyone affiliated with anyone we talk about within these videos whatsoever. Do not send any hate to us. We do the best we can to do our due diligence and research and give you these stories. And again, opinions are opinions, facts are facts, and will be designated as such, and everything else is alleged. And I just want to give a quick trigger warning. Um, we are going to be talking about death. We're going to be talking about murder, suicide. We're going to be talking about CP, obsession, narcissistic behaviors, all of that, and whatever you can combine with that. So before you're watching, if this triggers you, fair warning, I would not tune in. No, keep scrolling. Keep going. Tonight's case is going to take us on a complete entire whirlwind. Mm -mm. I'm going to start by talking about the dad because the dad is fucked also. Okay. I think you might know who, what this case is about. It's the Susan Powell case. Have you heard of it? Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not laughing, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's, no, it, it is fucking crazy. No, right? and the family is fucked up. Oh, my God. Beyond. So many freaking levels. Anyways, no, it's wild. So let's, so let's start with the dad, Stephen Powell. He was married to Terrica Powell, and they ended up getting divorced. I wanted to start with them first because I want to talk about why they got divorced, like things that are named in the documents, which are completely fucked. The first one is not that bad. I mean, he didn't want to attend the LDS church that she was going to, which it's like, okay. I'm one of those people that feel like you don't have to have the same religious no, views as your partner. not at all. Or political views as your partner, whatever. I mean, that's what makes the world go round, right? Mm -hmm. Then other things that came up were that he shared porn with his three kids, younger kids. That's weird. Oh. I feel like in a few movies I've seen, <clears throat> like from, I don't really remember when the Susan Powell thing took place. I remember a long time ago watching a few movies where it was like almost glorified for the dad to like share Playboy and Hustler with their younger sons, which I think is fucking weird. <sighs> I couldn't even imagine. I'd be so fucking pissed if I found out like that my husband had done that oh my god i would lose my shit not cool no so 
One other thing that he did, he encouraged toxic behaviors, right? What is he condoning that's okay? Mm -hmm. One of his kids, Joshua, who we will get to in a second, pulled out a butcher knife on his mom. The dad saw no issues with that. There's been voice recordings telling the kids to kick the mom, like abuse the mom. What the fuck? I swear. So it's just like a completely fucked family. No. So right like mm, yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about joshua old butcher knife boy right he is a gerbil killer shocking <laughs> <laughs> not son. a red flag at all either no nope one one red flag dad two red flags wow. joshua being a gerbil killer he killed his sister's freaking gerbils all the goddamn time Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, how about killer. we stop putting gerbils up in this house because we know they're about to be executed. Like, animal killers are like that's like one of the first signs of a budding serial killer is animal killing. One of my kids freak. starts killing gerbils. You're out. Oh no. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to die today. You know, like what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's like cause for concern. That's, that's like, I mean, it's not funny, but it's like yeah, a little like, it's not funny, but it's sus as fuck. I feel like, like the butcher knife thing would have been enough for me just as the mom, yeah. you know, because yeah. my kids like talk back to me and that's my limit. Yeah. If they pulled a fucking butcher knife on me. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the words out of my mom's mouth. It just might be toxic that she told me this as a kid, but I think all of us can relate. She'd be like, I put you in this world. I could take you out, bitch. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know my what I'm saying? Too. And she yes. meant it. Yes. <laughs> I was the middle the child, hell? though, man. I did get it a little bit easy. Not as easy as my brother. I was the baby. Well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck off. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so Joshua, the gerbil killer, goes to college, is still in this LDS church that the dad, Stephen Powell, doesn't want anything to do with. One of the reasons why him and Terika, his ex-wife, got divorced. So he meets this girl. He's dating her. They're living together. And he is possessive. Wait. The wife divorced him over the LDS church, but not over the pornography shown to the boys or the constant persuasion this to a violence. Going with it. Yes. Hmm. She divorced him for that, but she also divorced him over other things. But I don't really know if I would list the church bullshit next to those things. Like, I wouldn't be like, he gave pornography to my kids. They threatened me with a butcher knife. One of my kids is a gerbil killer and he won't go to my church. You yeah. know? No. I'm, like, I'd probably just leave that one out. Like, the first one would do, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that would yeah. be enough. So, yeah, and nothing be... came of the gerbil killing? He just, like, was able to no, grow up just and was... go to college? <laughs> yes. What the fuck? <laughs> He's living with this this girl. And they're dating. They met at the church and not to make fun of church. Hallelujah. You know, 
he's crazy. She cannot go to his family's house without him being there. She can't do this. She can't do that without him just being all up in her shit. So one day she goes and visits a friend and she's like, I can't go back. Leaves all of her shit. Good calls for her. Him, calls him like, I, I can't do this. But I, I feel like that's telling us there's a sign that she can't go back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that she was like, I'm going to call you from miles away. Yeah. And not come home. She didn't pack up her stuff, really. She took her stuff that she was going to see her friend with. But she was like, I don't even care. Like, leave it. Leave it. That's a, that's a, go back. That is a woman who's afraid for her life. So they break up and he meets Susan Cox. They meet at a church function as well. Same church. Same church. They get married in 2001. They have a few kids. And they decide to move in with his dad. Something's telling me she doesn't know shit about the dad. She doesn't know yeah. shit about the gerbil bullshit. No. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine she would know. I really wouldn't. And, and I bet the ex-girlfriend didn't know about any of that either. Probably didn't until this case came about. Right? Oh, could you fucking imagine being the girlfriend who got away and like <clears throat> finding out about this case afterward? I'd be dropping down to my goddamn hands and knees. God. My thinking... God. Her spidey senses saved her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your boy, Josh gets married to Susan, da-da-da-da-da. They move in with the dad in Washington. And the dad's crazy. I mean, mm. we already knew he was crazy. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the level of crazy, he was obsessed. When I'm telling you obsessed with Susan, mm. he was infatuated with his daughter-in-law. Followed her. So everywhere she would... Ew, it's so gross. Mm-hmm. Followed her with a camera, um, took pictures of her, had like a little mirror, a tiny little mirror that he'd watch her go to the bathroom. <gasps> oh, hell no. Swear, what swear. The fuck? Dude, he was such a narcissist that he was like, I know she got in the car like that for me. Like, oh. she lifted her leg Ugh. like that. No, you homeboy, she doesn't know that you're even following her to and from work watching her from your freaking weirdo van of course you have a van was it white right he read her journal he would read her journal what a fucking asshole honestly and he would steal her underwear ew Ugh. god i'm gonna let you hear this audio recording of him back here is a jacuzzi i'd love to spend Back here is a jacuzzi that I would love to spend the evening inside of with Susan. My, literally, when I tell you, my heart is pounding. I can hear my own heart pounding in my headphones. Yes. Literally. I am adjusting myself, like covering myself out of discomfort. Out of pure discomfort, yes. Literally. What the fuck? So he decides one day that they're in the car. And I don't know if this was by mistake or if he was recording this because he recorded everything with the camera and he genuinely thought feelings were mutual. But he decides 
I'm going to confess my love to her while we're in the car. And he had his camera somewhere. So it caught the audio. And I want you to listen. Oh, my God. It would be great to go to Colorado and, and see a different part of the U.S., you know? Yeah. I'm probably wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm really falling in love with you. He just threw it out there. I'm really <laughs> falling in love with you. She's like, I'd love to go to Colorado. He's like, yeah, you know, I've really fallen in love with you. What do you say to that? What? Mike, what do you I say? I would be disgusted. Right? I'd be like, let me out of this vehicle right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I'd be like, not that Josh is any better, but I would be like calling him immediately. Yes. Immediately. Well, that's what anybody would do, right? So they move out of state and I know you're probably thinking, they probably moved out of state shortly after because she told Joshua what his dad was doing, right? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> that had a little bit to do with it, but not much. Not no. much. I um, mean, it's Josh. <laughs> right. So, like, why is he still inviting the dad over, even though she's like, I'm uncomfortable? He's still mm-hmm. like, no. My dad's going to come visit. He's in love with you, but he's still going to come visit. No, never, there would <sighs> never be communication again. Well, he starts having these insane spending habits. Files for bankruptcy. Your boy was $200,000 in debt. Josh? Yeah. 200 What was 000. he doing? Right. Susan decided, I need to talk to somebody. Well, she got advice to video record all of their assets. Uh, this is me. July 29th, 2008. It is 1233 Mountain Time. Um, covering all my bases, making sure that if something happens to me or my family or all of us, that our assets are documented. Hope everything works out and we're all happy and live happily ever after as much as that's possible. Charlie. She's like, I hope everybody's fine. Everybody. I hope everybody's fine. She was obviously a really good person. Maybe a bit naive. Oh, definitely. You can't blame her. Do you know, the more I think about this, the more I kind of understand her uh, way of thinking at that time, because let's be honest. I mean, I'm older than you, but I'm an 80s baby. And it was completely the norm from like 19, oh my God, probably way earlier than when I was born, but from like 1980 to 2000, completely normal for men to be pervy as fuck, say whatever they wanted to you. And it was not frowned upon. Like it was a normal thing. Like I could, we could do a whole podcast. Yeah. I could do a whole podcast on shit that was said to me by people in my life from childhood into adulthood. Like I know she dealt with that too, probably Mm -hmm. to the point where she was so numb to it that she didn't even recognize the red flags. It's sickening because they just get away with it and they think like, okay, I've been doing this my whole life. So here is when things get fucked up. I don't know if they can get any more fucked up. Put your seatbelts on, ladies and gentlemen. We're on for a motherfucking psychopath ride. Susan and her sons 
go to church one day, come back, the neighbor comes over and visits, they leave around 5 p.m. That is the last time Susan Cox Powell is seen. Oh, wow. And this is obviously after some time after she posts that assets. Yes. Video. Yes. The kids don't show up to daycare. His mom gets a call. His mom is not a cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. And he has one sister that's not a cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering if it's the sister that, you know, mother and fathering the gerbils. Susan's not answering the phone. Not, nobody's answering. They go to the house. Nobody's answering the door. They call the police. The police get there. 5-0 is like, we got to break in carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, like, shit. Break in. What do they see? They see two box fans drying up a cleaned up mess of blood. Oh, Jesus. In the house. But nobody else is there. Where's Josh? Right. Well. They actually found Susan's ID, her purse at the house. Oh, and her car is there. They're using that car together. Yeah. Okay. So they car's not there. He's not there. Kids aren't there. Susan's not there. No one's in the house. Blood stain on the floor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Joshua ends up rolling up home. Oh, how nice. This is a while later. They're like, where the fuck have you been? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I took the kids camping. Camping? Camping where? They take him into questioning. They're like, where the fuck did you go camping at? Oh, I went to this little campsite. We always go camping there. Uh, that's nice. But this was blizzard conditions. Oh. <laughs> so why would you take your two children camping in blizzard conditions, you freaking weirdo? Like, what? I don't believe it. No. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. It's just so stupid. I could, he couldn't come up with anything better. You ready for this? What time did you go camping at? Mm, a little past midnight. Midnight? I swear. <laughs> I, and they go, well, you had work a few hours later. Like, you had work the next day. You didn't show up yeah. to work. You didn't call out of work. Um, He decided to say, well, I forgot. Got what day it was. I got my days mixed up and I did not realize I had work in a few hours. Come the fuck on. So while they're interviewing Joshua, they have the kids in the other room. They're talking to one of the kids and they're saying, oh, where did you go? We went camping. They said, who went with you? Joshua said it was just him and the two kids, right? They said, me. My brother, my mom, and my dad. Whoa, whoa. What? Skirt, skirt. What? All of them? All of Went them. Camp what? <laughs> At midnight? <laughs> like, what? When he had work the next day, and she had work, and the kids no. had to go to school, and nobody was notified? I'm confused. Are you confused? I am. I feel like that would cure my confusion, and I would know fucking exactly what they were doing in that moment if they told me All that right. story if they told me that story I, I would literally be like you're a fucking liar and, and a bad the one. biggest 
bullshit I've ever heard in my life. major bullshit. Come (laughs) on. He could not. He could not sell shit to an asshole. Literally. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Keeping that one in for sure. Um, The police find right after this. A $1.5 million life insurance policy that homeboy, home slice, Joshua, if you will, took out on Susan. They find a letter saying she's here for her life. Number three, strike one. Boom. Strike two. Boom. Strike three. DNA results from blood from Susan. But here's the kicker that's not going to take us to home base. They also found DNA results of an identified male. Unidentified. Male. Yep. In the house. Yep. Hmm. It later comes out that Joshua liquidated all their assets. He had called and canceled Susan's weekly chiropractor appointments. Also, previous Hmm. to this, he... Spoke to co-workers about hiding a body in the Utah campsite that they that they were in. Oh, my God. Right. That just goes like hand in hand. I don't know. He had obviously, we'll never know, but he had been threatening her about something. If he liquidated yeah. their assets and then in her recording, she talks about their assets. So the kid one day is drawing a picture of their camping trip at school, right? It's his dad in the car driving, and it's him and his brother, and his mom's in the fucking trunk. <gasps> what? Oh. Joshua's doing all these TV interviews. The The police are still like, no, he's suspect as fuck. They Thank subpoena, God. They subpoena all of his TV interviews. Christmas Eve, he becomes a person of interest. He takes the kids to go see his dad in Washington. They're in Utah at this point for the holidays. January 6, 2010, he goes home with his brother, Michael, (laughs) and he's like, yeah, moving all of us to Washington where his family lives. With his two brothers, his sister, and kids, and dad, they all are, like, living together. These like, people uh, are fucking my, so weird. Soon after all this happens, a Susan Powell website is anonymously launched. So it's a smear campaign against Susan's parents and his estranged sister. It's basically claiming how Joshua is he's such a victim. Wow. Then he starts releasing like bits of her journals on there. What? Shit from when she's like 14 being like, I want to like run off with this guy. What 14 year old boy crazy girl doesn't want to run off with some boy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. They tried to use that against her and say that she had an affair with a journalist. What? Stephen Cover. I hope what? I'm saying that name right. Right. And they ran off to Brazil. You want to know what's crazy about this? I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Oh, I'm ready. I, I'm just like, these people are fucking psycho. No, I, I don't. I didn't know any of this. They said Stephen Cover and her ran off to Brazil. He was missing that week. 
He went <gasps> missing that week. Shut up. Yeah. Did they know each other before him and we Susan? Don't know. Oh. We don't know. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. The investigators they find Michael, which is Joshua's brother, he sold a car, a vehicle, or not I don't know if he sold it, but he got rid of it to a junkyard. On top of that, he purchased satellite images of this junkyard so he could watch that that car. What? So red flag, red flag, red flag to the ops, of course. They get a cadaver dog to come sniff out that junkyard. He goes right up to your boy's car, Michael's car, Joshua Gerbil Killer, his brother's car. Mm-hmm. sniffs out the trunk they go in the trunk take dna samples but they come out inconclusive hmm. so the investigators go in look at the everybody's stuff in that whole entire household because at that point joshua is under investigation we don't know what device he's using in that they they sweep everything his dad's Stuff gets picked up. They find 4,500 images of Susan Powell without her knowing, without her knowing. Stop. And on top of that, they find CP. You know what? I'm not entirely surprised. No. Honestly. Me neither. So the dad's arrested. He's taken to jail on CP. Mm -hmm. Susan's parents file for custody. More so the dad. You know, files for custody. Um, He's awarded temporary custody of the kids. And the one major thing that Joshua had to do was move the fuck out of that house. So he rents a a home in South Hill. And everybody and their mom knows he he does not live there. He doesn't live there. Mm -hmm. That's just like a fake house. That he's renting. Why? Well, in 2011, Joshua goes to court-ordered therapy. They wanted to indicate that he was fit to be around his children. The therapist for him says he is fit to be around his kids as long as it's supervised visitation with a social worker. On February 5th, 2012, there is a 911 call from the social worker. And I'm going to let you listen to it, okay? My heart's going to start pounding again. I'm on a supervised visitation for a court-ordered visit, and something really weird has happened. The kids went into the house, and the parent, the biological parent, whose name is Josh Powell, will not let me in the door. What should I do? What's the address? It's 8119, and I, I think it's 89th. Um, I, I don't know what the address is. Okay. It's pretty important for me to know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't, just a minute, let me get my car and see if I can, if I can find it. I'm just, nothing like this has ever happened before at, um, these visitations, so I'm really, um, shocked. And I can hear one of the kids crying. They still wouldn't let me in. Okay, it is, uh, one... Oh, I have it here. You can't find me by GPS. No. Just. It is. Um, let me 
Oh my god. It's like you're sitting there. I have anxiety, like, so bad. Me too. And I think I need help right away. He's, he's on a very short lease with CSHS, and CPS has been involved. And this is the craziest thing. He looked right at me and closed the door. Are you there? I need a minute. for the call. Right. Literally. This is important. Right. And the kids have been in there by now approximately um that poor lady. And he knows this is a supervised visit. Two. Brayden is uh, five and Charlie is seven. Babies. Oh, P O W E L. How many times does she have to say? Tell me this motherfucker got fired. Please, dear God, tell me he got fired. Is he even calling anyone out? Like, what the fuck? Dude, I can't. I cannot. Did you hear the gasoline part, you fucking idiot? Right. <laughs> I paused it. I cannot with this fucking guy. He's pissing me off. He's so, so fucking annoying. Levels. 
like what part of the kids are in the house and he won't let me in and I smell fucking gasoline and the kids are screaming? Does he not understand? I zero ZMH. Zebra Mary Henry? Yes. All right, we'll have somebody look for you there. Okay, how long will it be? I don't know, ma'am. They have to respond to emergency life-threatening situations first. Yep. Tell me he got fired, Jen. Tell me he did. Tell me he did. He got put on leave, I know that. Wow! Yep. You ready? No. Just a few moments after this call ends, mm-hmm. she hears an explosion. Of course she does. He poured 10 gallons of gasoline throughout the house. The crying from the kids she heard was him taking a hatchet to their heads and necks. Oh. And then he blew up the house and killed him and his two kids. Oh, my God. Good job, Josh. You've fucking piece of shit also another thing is that he said a goodbye email minutes before this to multiple people including his pastor telling him where money was he withdrew seven thousand dollars in funds he donated all of the kids toys that he had left one year after this happens his brother kills himself, Michael. Yeah, but he does. When they told the father that was in jail for CP, do you think he was on his hands and knees crying about it? No. Nope, Highly he didn't give it. a shit. So in 2013, they have an interview with the therapist that did the evaluations with Joshua. He was having suspicions, and he does think that Joshua had something to do with the disappearance of Susan, but that was, quote, beyond his duties, so he wasn't going to say anything, but he still fucking granted Mm. access to the kids via a supervised visit with the social worker. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a bunch of stupid fucking maniacal adults with no brains when i first listened to that i bawled my eyes out no because fucked i didn't know all of this about the case and then when you hear when you hear the audio and all that kind of shit you're just like what the fuck bitch I i just feel like those children maybe my opinion is extreme but I feel like those children were failed by every single adult in their life. And I mean, every single one, they were failed by them. I fully agree. Besides Susan's parents, Susan's parents ended up suing Joshua's mom and sister tried to get control of Susan Powell's estate because let's remember he took out $1.5 million life insurance policy. Susan's dad 
goes against that as as well as custody of the kids. Of Ultimate, course. Right. Yeah. Ultimately wins the battle, gets, you know, control over her whole entire estate. And then he sues the Washington Department of Social Services. Wow. For prioritizing Joshua's rights. Yes. Ultimately leading to the death of the kids, awarding the kids with $98 million to their estates. Let's be real. Her kids' estates belong to her. The dad just lost his daughter, grandsons that he was fighting for. And go to court. I'm sure he's down in the hole. Yeah. You know? Probably. Yeah, he probably is. If anything, the money could build a legacy for their family in their honor. Which, you know what? I think in this situation, I feel like I would donate a lot of it to causes of, you know, for domestic violence, violence. Um, child abuse, child abuse, missing persons, you know, but wow. So with a story as traumatic as this, we can't help but want to plug in a little bit of information for some of you. If you are in a situation similar to what Susan was in, or even if it wasn't half as bad, if you are a person in a relationship in a partnership, and you feel as though you are a victim and you are afraid, you are probably a victim. So we want to extend to you some information. This is the domestic violence hotline here in the United States. The number is 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. And then you can also text the word START to 88788. You can text the word START to 88788. Do not be afraid. You are not alone. You have a lot of people here with you, a lot of people fighting on your side. Even if you feel isolated, you can always get out. There's always a tomorrow. And I hope that you do. Of course, we always highlight a missing person at the end of all of our podcasts. Tonight is going to be dedicated to Miss Susan Cox Powell. Um, She is still missing. So if anybody has any indication of her whereabouts or where she might be, please call 1-800-CALL-FBI. That's 1-800-C-A-L-L-F-B-I. If you want to change your life, Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Should I spoil it? Should I spoil it? Let's spoil it a little tiny bit. We're going to spoil it. Have you ever considered the possibility of jumping timelines and landing in your best possible timeline where you could change your appearance, make more money, or be with the partner of your dreams, have your dream job. Have Everything. you? Have you? Come on, we all have, right? Who wouldn't want to? I know. Well, what if we told you on Conspiracy Theory Thursday 
that there was a way you could do that and quickly. Yeah. Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for listening to us. My name's Jen. Once again, I'm Chris. Thank you for tuning in. Leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Share us on Twitter or your social media if you are listening on the podcast channels. And we will see you next time. Bye.